know what time it is, the clock's not wrong All blown up on ringscoops.com We bring a unique take on the world of pro wrestling It's evident, no debate, we're better than we ever been We do it like no other podcast can We're the best, get hit with the suplex, man So don't get it twisted like a sharpshooter Yo, here we go, here we go Brainbuster, piledriver, moonsault, tombstone Superman punch to the dome Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of All Blown Up right here on ringscoops.com. I am your host, that Ring Scoops guy. I'm recording this on Tuesday, May 12th at 7.38pm Pacific Standard Time. Put a little timestamp on there in case anything changes between now and the time that you guys listen to this. Uh, tonight on All Blown Up, uh, I've got uh, a couple of topics, some very controversial topics uh, to talk about, and um, and of course my uh, my my thoughts on this last Sunday's Money in the Bank pay per view, which featured a very interesting, unique variation of the Money in the Bank ladder match, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, I'm going to start things off with uh, perhaps the most controversial topic this week in the world of professional wrestling. As a matter of fact, this goes beyond professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what I'm about to talk about, it has some graphic detail to it. Um, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. So if you don't want to hear some real bad, horrible acts, then you may want to skip ahead. Uh, in the podcast to a different topic. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, just kind of go in and out, give the facts, quick thoughts, jump out, move on to the next topic. So here we go. Uh, This last weekend, NBC News in San Antonio, uh, they broke news with a report that Alberto Del Rio... You know, formerly of the WWE and, and Impact Wrestling and all that. Uh, real name, Jose Rodriguez. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, Chukwan? Uh, if I mispronounce it, I apologize. Um, he was arrested over the weekend after a woman came forward with photographs alleging that he brutally beat and sexually assaulted her there was um i i just this is hard to read man because this is just such a a a heinous act that no one should have to go through i just i can't i can't understand like what goes through the mind of somebody that would do something like this you know what I mean? Um, there was a an ad, affidavit filled out for Del Rio uh, that gave graphic detail to, to the incident. Uh, according to court documents, the woman told investigators <clears throat> that uh, Rodriguez uh, uh, Chuquan, uh, I'm just gonna, Alberto Del Rio, I'll just call him that, uh, told uh, investigators that Alberto Del Rio assaulted her on more than one occasion. The most recent incident took place on May 3rd when Del Rio 
accused the victim of being unfaithful, investigators said. And this is all news from the NBC San Antonio website. Uh, she claimed um, that he became very angry when she wouldn't admit to the infidelity. So he slapped her across the head, slapped her again, took her downstairs to, the, to a bedroom, slapped her eight more times according to the arrest paperwork. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even going to go into the graphic details of this. It's just a very horrible, horrible situation here. Um, I know innocent until proven guilty. I know that's a thing here in the United States and it's, it's a very important thing. So I can't a hundred percent cast like, uh, damn this guy, but Jesus Christ with, with his history, with his track record, you can't tell me that this doesn't have a huge probability of being true. And if that's the case, then fuck this guy, man. Pardon my language, but geez. You know, if he did this, if it's, you know, if if it comes out that he's convicted and, and he did do this, then he needs to get the kick, the, the shit kicked out of him. He needs to get beat. He needs to have the same thing happen to him and see how he fucking likes it. He was, um, Del Rio was charged with sexual assault, second degree felony. His bond was set at $50,000 and records show that he posted a bond and was released from jail around 3.30 a.m. Sunday local time. Uh, according to the report here, it also says that he uh, Del Rio became a naturalized citizen of the United States during a ceremony in San Antonio on May 24th. 2018 TMZ even picked up on this TMZ's got even graphic more graphic detail I'm not going to get into it but it's just horrible man it really is very very horrible uh, there was a, a huge response on social media a huge response on, on Twitter when I put the uh, tweet out there to the uh, the news source and then later on on Sunday when there was more information released including some of the graphic details. You know, that just, it really set in um, how severe, how uh, crazy this whole situation is. Um, I, I really feel for the victim. Nobody should have to go through any of that crap. And it's a shame that it happened. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm just going to move on, ladies and gentlemen. Going to move on. Um, continuing on with things that happened on Sunday, uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view happened on Sunday night. I was thoroughly enjoying the pay-per-view. I was very much entertained by the event. Let me run down the results and give my thoughts. Um, you know, I, I took some notes during the show, so I'm going to read some of those notes and some of the tweets that I put out there as well. Uh, but as far as the results go from Money in the Bank in the pre-show match, uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Cesaro. It was a pretty good match. Was it wasn't too bad. Um, kind of weird seeing Jeff Hardy on a pre-show. We've seen Cesaro on one. I don't think either of them deserve to be on it. But then again, the pre-show is still part of the show in my opinion, and it goes with that whole saying of you know uh, a booker or a promoter 
putting you in the opening match means that they have confidence in you to get the crowd going, but there's no there's no crowd at these shows. So, but there is a crowd at home watching. There's an audience at home watching. So I digress. But anyway, uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Cesaro in the uh, opening match of the official pay per view. It was a fatal four way tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The New Day defeated the Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison, and the Lucha House Party. Then we got to see Bobby Lashley defeat R Truth in under two minutes. It's good to see what they're doing with Bobby Lashley right now. I really enjoy the the direction that they're taking the character. Uh, Well-deserving, in my opinion. Uh, Bobby Lashley deserves to be on top. And maybe we'll see a Drew McIntyre-Bobby Lashley match pretty soon You know, for the championship. There's a lot of different opponents that you could throw at, at Drew McIntyre. I think he's a very versatile champion. I think he can work with people of all skill sets, all sizes. Um, all positions on the card. Yeah, we'll get into it in a little bit, but uh, you know, with the whole Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins match that, that was on the card. But Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre down the road, big, big money. Um, I'm a huge proponent for Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. I know there's there's a, a, a group of people out there that don't like Jinder Mahal. I, I love the character. I thoroughly enjoyed his run as the WWE champion back in was 2017. But yeah. Anyway, moving along with the results here for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defeated Tamina to retain her title. Universal Championship match, Braun Strowman defeated Bray Wyatt to retain his title. Drew McIntyre the uh defeated Seth Rollins to retain his championship. And then in the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, where the men's and the women's match took place at the same time, starting from the ground floor of WWE headquarters. And they had to work their way all the way up to the very top, to the roof of the headquarters. Two briefcases hung in the balance. The winner of the women's Money in the Bank was Asuka, where she defeated Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. And for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, the winner, (laughs) Otis. That's right, Otis. And don't worry, I don't think he's going to go on his own little terror and start Otisburg. It's not that Otis, ladies and gentlemen. Otis defeated AJ Styles, Aleister Black, Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, and Rey Mysterio. For the Money in the Bank match contract. Now, some of the the thoughts and the tweets and the notes, um, mainly from like the upper card. Uh, as far as like the Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman match, I was invested in it. And remember last week when I was giving my predictions, I was talking about how the Fiend should be a character that does not want material things. The Fiend should not want championships. Bray Wyatt should want those things. And when he doesn't get what he wants, he sends the Fiend to get what he wants. And that's the direction that they're going in. I was invested so much with Braun Strowman having that mask on at the end of this match. I was wondering where they were going to go with it. I got super excited, you know, 
see what we're going to see over the next few weeks. But then, Braun took the mask off and quickly beat Bray Wyatt. It just kind of flattened my tire a little bit. You know, they, they my tire was flat. They started to inflate it. And then all the air just went out. But, I mean, I'm still a little invested in this because um, we're going to see what happens now with Bray Wyatt using The Fiend to get more into the mind of Braun Strowman. So I shouldn't be too upset with this because they're giving me what I want. It's an interesting way to get there. But I'm looking forward to the ride. I'm not giving up on it. I'm not going to trash it. Just because I said that my tires flattened a little bit doesn't mean that I thought it sucked. It's just going to be very interesting to go from here. That's what slow burns do. They, you know, when you're in the midst of it, it doesn't appear to be anything extremely exciting or anything like that. Sometimes it is. And that's when you really got something magical going. But when you got something that's going to be set in for the long term, and then down the road when it's all said and done, you look back at it and you say, and when you get to look at it as a whole, it's like when you're drawing, right? When you're doing the grid technique, you draw out a big grid and then you work in each square to draw whatever's in each of those squares. And then when you're done, you finish that last square and you look back and you see the entire thing overall and it just looks whimsical. It's amazing. That's, I think, what this program is going to be. Moving on to the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I really liked the segment where Dana Brooke got the decoy briefcase and, and they put that clip of Stephanie McMahon saying, you know, that's that's not the real briefcase. It's up on the roof. I liked that. Uh, that, was, that was a good moment. Uh, and, and while watching uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match, I kind of it kind of brought back some memories of uh, back in uh, 2006. I want to say 2006 when I had uh, Aaron Rift and uh, the rest of the NoDQ.com crew over at my house for uh, a pay per view party. Might have been 2007. Either way, it was one of those. Uh, yeah, you know what? It was probably 2007. It's not important. <laughs> But it brought back memories of when we did a, a, a little cinematic brawl in my front yard where we kind of threw around the uh, no DQ CAW championship. It was like a championship scramble in a way, like the you know 24-7 rules kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it was interesting. Every, every one of us had our little moments. Um, I threw a water bottle at Aaron Rift and nailed him right in the balls. He fell to the ground. I, I put my foot on him. One, two, three. I got the belt. And then the KJ Kyle Johnson came over and gave me a little stranglehold. And I tapped out and he got it. Uh, it was cool. It reminded me a lot of that. Um, another uh, part of the Money in the Bank ladder match I really enjoyed was AJ Styles walking down the hallway and being frightened at the poster of The Undertaker. Because it kind of brought back a little bit of memories for me of a moment when I was five years old. <laughs> when I was five years old, we were at a friend's house. And um, it was a family friend's house. And like their 
their their son was considerably older than me. I think he was probably about nine or ten. And he had a, a, a cardboard standee cutout of Freddy Krueger, life-size Freddy Krueger, in his room, right? And we were playing in his room, and I didn't notice it when I first went in there, but when we started playing, it got to me, man, seeing that big Freddy Krueger stand-up. And he left to go do something, and it was right by his door. And I, I, I was petrified. I just couldn't leave the room. And like maybe an hour went by. To me, it seemed like eternity. It was probably like an hour, maybe maybe 20 minutes. I don't know. I just know that my mom came looking for me, saw me in the room in the dark, asked me why I was still in there. And I told her, yeah, I pointed as a Freddy Krueger. And she had to, uh, quote unquote, help me escape <laughs> Freddy's clutches. And that just well, that, that brought back memories of that. When I saw AJ Styles being petrified of the Undertaker poster. I thought that was funny. It was good stuff. Uh, we we got to see a little food fight in the match. Paul Heyman was enjoying a nice little dinner or lunch, and uh, they, they, everything spilled out. He had a lot of food on that table, and uh, of course, big food fight. You know, breaks out, gets uh, all that rice thrown all over him. You got Big Otis eating the sandwich. Otis and Nia Jax having a stare down. Otis eating a sandwich, and then he finds the cafeteria. <laughs> and then when Dana Brooke starts running down the hallway and she slips because of the janitor, it just reminded me of like um, Mario Kart when you throw the banana peel on the ground, and uh, you know one of your friends comes zooming up behind, and they start spinning out. <laughs> so it was uh, Mario Kart in the banks. What it was. And then Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles brawling around, and they go into Vince's office. And Vince stands up, stares at him. They stop brawling. They 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 have the look on their face like like brothers fighting in the hallway, and, and the parents come in, and they're about to get they're about to be yelled at. I think we've all had that before, right? You know, mom's gonna take the the sandal off and slap us around a little bit with it. That's that's what happened right there, and. Uh, they apologized. They started to leave, and then AJ points at the chairs, and they put the chairs back in order at his desk. They leave, and Vince McMahon, with a huge bottle of hand sanitizer, <laughs> washes his hands, and they leave. Um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was well done. It was funny as hell to me. And then, of course, Baron Corbin killed two guys, Aleister Black and, and Rey Mysterio, just threw them off the roof. I know he didn't really throw them off the roof. And there's people out there on social media that are going, they're specifically targeting people that are talking about that and showing them the screenshot of the crash pad on the other side saying, oh, he didn't really throw them off the roof, you idiots. Yeah, people know, okay? Yeah, I bet you're probably a real fun person to go watch a, a Fast and the Furious movie with, right? In the middle of it, you're going to stand up and broadcast to everybody in the movie theater. The Rock is not really swinging his truck from a string. That's a cable carrying him, right? But you're probably one of those kind of people. Anyway, I was thoroughly in, in entertained by Money in the Bank. Um, I absolutely loved the Money in the Bank ladder match. I, I, I've i watched it twice since Sunday night. I'm going to watch it again tonight. It was that damn good. It was, it was very, very good. I give it an A+. I thought it was a very good, solid pay-per-view. 
Considering the circumstances that we're in, I think WWE got very creative with this, and I think they gave us an excellent show. And uh, kudos to the WWE. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Now, moving on to the next topic. We got two more topics to talk about. Um, I was going to save this one for the last, but screw it. Uh, I'll just quickly just mention it and talk about it. Uh, so they announced before Monday Night Raw on Monday last night that Becky Lynch was going to make a major announcement um, regarding the women's championship. And uh, the show starts, and uh, Becky Lynch came out. She cut a promo, and she said that the um, women's Money in the Bank match wasn't for a contract, but it was for the championship. And that she was going to hand the title over to Asuka, and Asuka came out. And Becky gave her the title. And Becky told her, you be a champion and a warrior while Becky goes to be a mother. Pretty much revealing that she's pregnant. So Becky Lynch is going to be out of action for quite some time. Um, On behalf of everybody here on ringscoops.com, I would like to congratulate Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Uh, that's, that's awesome. It really is. It's You could just see... The surprise, the shock, the happiness, the uh, excitement from the face there of Becky Lynch. But it was like bittersweet because you know she's going to miss being in in the ring and performing on television. But you got to do what you got to do. But congratulations to Becky Lynch and to Seth Rollins. That's that's a beautiful thing right there. That's awesome. That's that's good to hear. Very, very good. Uh. Last week, I, I briefly talked a little bit about the Bella Twins having uh, their autobiography come out called uh, Incomparable, and that I had purchased it on Amazon Kindle. I believe the price was twelve ninety nine. That's what I paid for it. I had an opportunity to read some of the book. I would say I'm probably a third of the way through. I think I'm like maybe four chapters in, but... While I was reading it on the Kindle, I uh, I did some highlights that I kind of want to talk about because this is a very good book so far. I'm I'm enjoying reading this book up to the point that I'm at right now. But one of the highlight, one of the first highlights, is um, something that that uh, Nikki Bella wrote in the first chapter where she says, um, "The fact that someone else gets something that you want doesn't mean that you won't get it." at a different time. And I think that's a very interesting uh, quote, a very interesting um, line to put in there because it's, to me, that's also something I'm kind of uh, battling with myself over the years. uh, You know, I'm not afraid to admit it. There've been times where I, I, I went out to try to accomplish something. I tried to gain something. I tried to, you know, to do something. And it seems like I've busted my ass for it. I've broke my back, did everything I possibly could to accomplish something. And it seems like other people have come in and for like, you know, maybe half the time, half the effort, if it feels like that they, they get what I want and it just, it's discouraging. But as, as she said, just because somebody gets something, that you want doesn't mean that you're not going to get it at a different time. It's just got to remain patient. Um, you know, thing, good things will happen to you. It really, it really will. And it was, I'm so glad that she wrote that in the book and, and that, especially at this time right now that I was able to read that last week at the, at the time that I did, because it put a lot of things in perspective and it kind of brought me back down 
to, to a reality that I needed to be at again. Um, there was another thing here that Nikki wrote where she said, um, at a young age, Bree and I decided to not be the victims. Instead, we wanted to be survivors, the heroes of our own stories, to take control and responsibility for our lives. It's a fine line and hard to do, acknowledging that you've been a victim and that you've been wronged, but at the same time not letting the victimhood continue to take your life hostage. That's another thing that I'm kind of dealing with myself right now. Uh, 21 years after my back surgery that put me in a wheelchair, um, it's hard. I try not to let it discourage me. I try not to let it get to me and make you know further obstacles. It gets hard sometimes. Sometimes I have a bad day. Sometimes I do feel like a huge victim um, because it happened when I was 15 years old, being put in a wheelchair. But I have to constantly remind myself that if what happened to me hadn't happened, I was going down a very, very deep and dark hole in my life at that time. In high school, my my sophomore year, my GPA was a, a 0.8. All right. I did not want to be in school. I didn't want to do anything. Well... You know, many years later, I enroll in college after I finally graduated high school because I got my GPA back up enough my junior and senior year to be able to graduate with my friends, graduate on time. And it took about 10 years off. I first tried maybe maybe a year and a half of college after that. It just wasn't for me at that time. But I took 10 years off and I came back. And long story short, I graduated from California State University at San Bernardino in June of 2018 with a bachelor's degree in communications with concentration in media studies. I was inducted into uh, Delta Alpha Pi and Lambda Pi Eta. So two honor societies. Honor Society for Students with Disabilities and Honor Society for Communications Majors. And... My overall GPA when I graduated was a 3.34. I I can't play the victim on that. What happened to me 21 years ago didn't stop me from accomplishing that. It didn't it didn't stop me over the last 10 15 something years too of traveling around the country sometimes by myself whether it be flying or taking Greyhound or, you know, the train, the bus, airplane, car rides, road trips. I I was able to go to WrestleMania's uh, 21, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, and 30. Amongst other various pay-per-views, Bound for Glory in 2013. Went to um, Global Force Wrestling's first TV tapings in Las Vegas. Before the pandemic hit, I, I went to Las Vegas at least on average every 30 to 45 days. I'd go out there for two days at a time. I, I'd love to travel. I wouldn't have been able to do any of that stuff if this never happened to me, if, if I was going down the route that I was going back in high school and, and seeing this from Bella's book, Nikki Bella, this line, you know, about take control and responsibility for the lives. Don't play, play the victim, be survivors instead. That's very good. Very good advice. 
And um, let me see if there's any other highlights. There is another highlight that I wrote. Um, here's a story from Bella's book. I think this is from Nikki, where she wrote uh, that a few years later that she was um, a Hooters veteran, tolerated no bullshit, a bunch of Raiders fan player, Raider football players uh, came in to eat before playing against the Tampa Bay. I think she talked. I don't know if this is players. This had to have been just fans, right? I don't know. Um, but anyway, she said uh, a bunch of Raiders football players. Well, she said players came in to eat before playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the Super Bowl. They were rowdy. One of the players grabbed her by her hair, bent her over, and pretended to do her doggy style. She flipped out and kicked them out. Super Bowl be damned. What the hell? And it just goes back to like what I was talking about at the beginning of, of the show, with the whole Del Rio thing. What possesses somebody to think that they could do that to somebody else? To, to one, to think, you know, that, to think that's okay and to just actually act on it. You know what I mean? That's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Um, there was another part here in the book, too, that Nicole recalls about when her and Bree were in, um, I believe it was Alabama. Yeah, Mobile, Alabama. You know, they went to a, a, a little hole-in-the-ball restaurant, hole-in-the-wall restaurant to, uh, you know, get some food. And uh, they were waiting, and, and nobody was coming over to take the order or anything like that. And here's what she wrote. Finally, two bo- two bikers walked over and kicked out the other two chairs at our table, leaning over, saying, quote, your kind's not welcome here, end quote. Surprised, we responded, quote, Cali girls, end quote. And their response, quote, no. Mexicans, end quote. Come on, man. I just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand people. I really don't. What, what goes through the minds of people that want to, um, do that kind of stuff, say that stuff, believe that stuff. What makes it in their mind say, Hey, this is okay. I don't understand that. I, I don't think I will ever understand that. If if I ever get to a I'm afraid that if I ever get to a point that maybe I do understand why they think that way, that maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe we're not supposed to to know that because I I just don't know. I don't, I don't know what to think. Um, I'm not going to go into more detail about some of the other stuff that I've highlighted except for like it's just some crazy stuff. There's a lot of interesting stuff and that's just the first two chapters some of the stuff there that I, 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 I mentioned, let me see, where did I leave off in the book? I think, I think I left off on chapter four. Yeah. Chapter four is where I left off. So the first three chapters is what I read. I'm on chapter four. Uh, the other big break, I'm going to read a lot more tonight, but I do highly recommend this. The incomparable book for the Bella twins, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, excellent book. Well worth the price. Um, I got it twelve ninety nine Amazon Kindle version. There's also you know as physical versions that you can get on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and other uh, book retailers out there as well. So check that out. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap things up for all blown up this week. Um, very interesting week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, next week, you know, talk a little bit more about the Bella book as far as you know. 
um, more of the readings that I get into it, more highlights that I put in there. Um, and next week, also, I kind of want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff going on over on uh, on ringscoops.com itself. We've got some big stuff going on. We've got some, uh, some merchandise. We've got some uh, new podcasts. We've got... Uh, the Bobby Spade comic strip that's coming out. We got some Slam and Jam events coming out on Twitch as well. So I want to talk some of that. Let everybody out there know what's going on with ringscoops.com and anything else that breaks news in the world of professional professional wrestling. So, all right. Uh, if you want to follow Ring Scoops on Twitter and Instagram, at Ring Scoops, Facebook.com slash Ring Scoops, Twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. Twitch.tv slash ringscoopsguy. I don't know. My recorder sometimes messes up. It just glitches out sometimes. I think cuts words out at at different occasions. It's, it's really weird to see it pause every once in a while. Um, also, prowrestlingtees.com slash ringscoops. We got some cool t-shirts, merchandise out there, and, and some more stuff coming out pretty soon. So keep an eye out for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in to All Blown Up. I'm that ring scoops guy saying thank you, good night, and be cool.